Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir. What's the deal, everybody? And welcome to episode 26 of the Leisure Time Podcast with your boy iMac. You already know the deal. Super special episode for y'all, man. We got my dog, Side Street, in the building. My dog, Side Street, with the new Side Street EP dropping this week. Had to have my boy ID come on the show, drop some knowledge, and talk some football and all that good shit. You already know the deal. And for easy podcast access and exclusive merch, go to theleisuretimepodcast.com. That's theleisuretimepodcast.com. That's enough talking. The Side Street interview. Let's get it. Woo! How I do right there, bro? That was solid. That was solid. solid. Side Street, what's the deal, brother? How you been? How you doing, man? man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, man, big week this past week for you. Birthday. EP release. Mm-hmm. How has this week been for you, bro? Just tell me how this week been for you. Uh, it's been good, man. It's been, like, overwhelming. The amount of, like, support, birthday wishes, just love in general that I've gotten has been great. That's absolutely great, man. So... Side Street, your debut album, Side Street is also your name. Mm-hmm. So what was the inspiration for the name Side Street, the album name, the whole Side Street vibe? Because I fuck with it. Mm-hmm. So we had a um, the street in my neighborhood growing up, kind of across the street, diagonal from my house, where everybody would play, all the kids would play. There was tree houses all up and down the street, learn how to ride a bike, skateboard, play basketball. Yeah. That's the street where the, the lights came on and you knew it was time to go home. <laughs> that's a that's the side street, so we called it. I, I don't even know uh, what the actual name of the street is. <laughs> so I just wanted to go with something that was kind of near and dear to my heart. And authentic. That was it. I yeah. feel that, bro. That's super authentic. So, first and foremost, bro, I love the IP. I mean, I mean EP. Shit, my bad. <laughs> IP, EP. God. <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? Love the EP, bro. From deep end all the way to come correct. Thank you. Shit is straight fire. It's leisure. I fuck with it a lot, bro. So I know you, bro. You a hard worker. That you always been a hard worker since I met you back in 2013. Mm-hmm. You was a hard worker, bro. So what made you choose these five songs? Because I knew you have know you have at least 30 songs you could have chose from. So what made you pick these five? I do have a lot of songs. This is putting out a project has been something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And uh I feel like for me. I'm my own biggest critic, like a lot of people. Absolutely. Especially since I'm doing everything myself, producing, Absolutely. mixing, mastering, all that, writing, um, besides the features and, and a couple uh, uh, dope producers that helped me um, with some loops and stuff. But I think that I just had to narrow it down to five. I felt like that was a good kind of introduction to my to my artistry. And um, I felt like those five songs specifically kind of showed my versatility and they all sound a little bit different and they... I'll have a little different vibe to them, but still kind of my sound at the same time. So I thought they went well together. And I and I totally agree with that, bro. Just the overall flow of the album. I I, I pictured you when I was listening to the yeah. album. I was like, okay, yeah, like this is bro's vibe. This is his attitude. This is how he is. And yeah. like I love the fact that the the all the tracks are authentic to who you are, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's some that deserves some kudos, bro. So me personally, my favorite track on the EP is you and my dog King Co yep. with the prey. Yeah. That shit's hard as shit. Yeah. Um I remember probably like a year or two ago I was talking to him or you and I was saying like man y'all got to connect. Y'all yeah. got to connect to Washington boys, yeah. man. Two dope ass artists you got to connect. So how did that connection finally form and and that relationship? Right. So I've known Ruben since I was King Co since I was, mm-hmm. you know, in elementary school. We used to play sports against each other and everything. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of just ran in the same same crew acquaintances. Yep. <clears throat> and then just a couple of years ago when he dropped the the Kinko um his album 
uh, I heard it and I was like, this is ruined? Like, I didn't know he was making music, first of all. <laughs> and we played against each other. He was at Idaho. We played against Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, we sure did. So I didn't know he was making music. And so that was just like, damn, this, I was like impressed. <laughs> I was honestly impressed. So I was super excited. And I had already been thinking about, I was living in LA. I was already thinking about moving back up here. And then um, was excited to be able to keep doing music with someone, producing music and just making music with someone who I actually liked exactly. listening to the music and exactly. enjoyed. And so I came up here and actually the first night I was back up here, um, I was with my girlfriend at Earl's in downtown Bellevue and he just happened to be there. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> to be and, and, and you know what's so dope about that? Because me personally, even back when we were you know, playing football, just our athletic days, like, when you go work out, it's sometimes cool working out with a partner, right? You Absolutely. go doing some field work, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, some conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes cool to have that homie with you. So, like, I can imagine in the studio it's that same vibe, it right? It is. It definitely is the same thing. You know, you got somebody on the field to watch your technique mm-hmm. and to kind of check you on certain things and, uh, you know, cheer you on at the same time. It's the same way in here when I'm with Ruben. It's like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we call each other out when we have corny lines. <laughs> <laughs> if he's not feeling the beat or certain exactly. aspects of it, I'll have to change a little bit. So, exactly, yeah, man. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes when you're just doing it yourself and, like, you feel me, you don't have nobody else to kind of comment on some shit and you may think some shit's perfect. Right. But in reality, you might need a little tweaking. Exactly. That's when that extra person comes along. Like, hey, you know, you know, it's high street. Hey, bro, you know, change this melody up a little mm-hmm. bit. Or, you know what I'm saying? So 100%. Yep. That's super dope. You spoke on your versatility a couple more minutes ago about your versatility. And to me, when I first listened to From Deep End to all the way to the last track, I heard and I seen the versatility, right? Mm-hmm. So who musically inspired you, bro? Like, what artist or, you know, person inspired you? Because, like... Usually somebody's a rapper, they're a rapper. Usually somebody's an R&B singer, they're an R&B singer. Mm-hmm. Shout out Micah. Ah. But, you know what I'm saying? What make you just channel, like, and pick and choose from all these different areas? Right. I think it's just a it's combination funny. of things. Part of, part of it's probably just my upbringing. Um, I listen to, like, all kinds of different genres growing up just from my parents. And I have four older sisters. They're always throwing music at me every direction. <laughs> um, and then also, like over the past since I actually started doing music seriously as a career um, I've been on a couple tours with an artist named Marky Basie I remember um, that so he's like an R&B pop yeah. hip hop kind of fusion and he's an artist that performed at Wazoo when we were there yep. who I really liked and I vibed with and I got to meet him there and then we reconnected when I was living in LA so I think he's definitely an influence but overall I gotta say uh, my favorite artist Ty Dolla Sign just cause he's like a rock and roll like I don't know badass like playing and <laughs> smashing the bass on stage <laughs> He's also a smooth R&B singer, and then he's like a crazy rapper at the same time, exactly. and producer. It's like he's all in one. So, and, and that's that's crazy to me that you say Ty, because that's the kind of person I was thinking of, like a Ty, like a Tory Lanez, mm-hmm. like a even a Dre per se. You know what I'm saying? Just somebody that can Take touch it. different. I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because you know what I'm saying like a Dre per se, because Dre can get super just either rapping right, or right. singing. But right. I feel like with you, you're consistent with both, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. Uh, it's like a party next door kind mm-hmm. of vibe, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I really appreciate your versatility with it, bro. Because like, mm-hmm. you know, you can listen to Side Street if shit. If you want to go turn up, listen to some Side Street. If you want to just chill with your girl, listen mm-hmm. to some Side Street. There you go. About to go work out or something, listen to some Side Street. I like that. Listen to some guys like on Side Street, Side Street, Side Street boys. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> before we get into some football stuff, what made you stop pursuing ball? And ultimately pursue your other passion, which is music. Like, because, you know, before you even answer that, because I just know you personally, I know what kind of grinder and what kind of worker you was on the football field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I noticed that you stopped playing football to transition to this music, and it was kind of early in the wazoo that I kind of started seeing that you liked the music, 
what what gave you that push to be like, you know what, I'm going with music. What yeah. gave you that push? Um, ultimately, it was my just just concussions, man. Like, uh, I had my fourth concussion my senior year, and it was the same thing with like the patterns of like the patterns getting worse recovery wise, and it just like takes longer. The symptoms are a little worse. I was flying out to Seattle from Pullman to meet with specialists and all taking all these tests and stuff. And the doctors were like, man, you should probably like consider a different career path. And at that point, it's like when all the CT, the concussion movie was coming out and all the CTE like She's research real. and everything. And it's like people are taking their own lives and, and our brother, R.P. Clink. Um, it's like, this is real shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's like real. So I had to kind of put my big boy pants on and, and, and make a decision for the long term at that point. And I'm lucky and I'm blessed that I had another passion to pursue and something that I enjoy doing every day and I can mm -hmm. approach with the same mindset that I did football. Absolutely. Um, so that's ultimately what it was. But yeah, I mean, at Wazoo the whole time I was making music, when I, after practice it was straight to the crib where <laughs> meet up with Taylor, yeah. Tally Ulu and just Shout start making Ali. music. Shout out to Ali. And um, so yeah, it's always been there, Yeah. but it wasn't until, you know, the injuries and everything was happening and then that's when it, I, was, I was sitting in the training room because you know they made you sit in practice yeah. or sit in the, oh. during practice they made you sit in the yeah. training room so i was sitting in there i texted my sister who was living in la and i was like hey i think i want to move to la and do the music because i was just over just being injured yeah and man so. and like if you could speak about that a little bit just like you know the athletes the athlete mindset going through concussions injuries you know what i'm saying because i think a lot of people out there feel that you know Oh, why he's complaining about a concussion? Oh, why he's complaining about Achilles? Why he's complaining about a calf? And like, bro, y'all don't understand like, you know, the effects of them shits. Like, you know, being at home, being in pain, having to wear sunglasses when it's too bright, or just like, just speak more about just like the overall, you know, athlete hardship when it comes to injuries. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, that that could go on forever. That could be the whole podcast episode. For real, it's For a real. it's a tough thing, especially with concussions because. The culture of football and just kind of the man culture in general, oh tough it out, you know, suck it up, get back out there, and blah blah blah. And man. you see that on certain in certain occasions where little kids are having that said to them, and they go out and they die. Yep. You know what I mean? Like on the field, like it's crazy. So Sorry, it's a uh, yeah, it is. It's 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 a it's a weird thing to especially with concussions because it's not like I have a broken arm where I'm wearing a cast walking around. Exactly. So I remember seeing like teammates in the in the um, football complex and being like, yo, are you good? Like, what's the deal? Ah, concussion. And it's like, oh man, damn. But, yeah, it's, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes like, if I can cut off, cut you off real quick, yeah. we'll have like a game and then ID couldn't play and we'll all be like, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, can't play. <laughs> like, damn. I mean, yeah, and as much as obviously I wanted to be yeah. out there, but you have to go through the whole protocol and yeah. all that stuff and, um, yeah, your brain is important. Absolutely, and man. I, you know, I have football ends at some point, right? Mm -hmm. For everyone. Oh, shit. And so, I, when, whenever that day was gonna be for me, um, I knew that I, I had goals and aspirations after that, mm -hmm. and I wanted to uh, pursue those. So. Amen to you, brother. And amen for having the, the, um, the heart and the sense to do that. Cause I'm one of those that like, sometimes when I think of retirement, it kind of like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard for guys that played a certain sport, or, or not even just guys, women too in general. You, you're you used to doing something that you love for so long, and then all of a sudden it's like an injury or some bullshit happened, and it kind of fucks it all up. And Absolutely. then it's like, damn, it's like, where do I go from now? Right. So I'm, I'm happy that you find that passion, bro, for real. Yeah. So, And by no means yep. was, it, was it an easy thing to do. Yeah. Like, I still to this day... <laughs> 
get the itch, you know, oh, man, and smack you. somebody on the field and just <laughs> be out there and like, bro, I dare I say like I've missed Lewiston sometimes, yeah, like man, the grind the days or like the, oh, it's crazy. That's honestly, bro, like a lot of people think it's like the games or some shit like no. that. Don't get me wrong, game days are cool, right. but the best part of being a football player is like those interactions with your teammates, mm-hmm. those, those big win times at Bahalos or Mike's exactly. or, you know, or them, you know what I'm saying? Tough Those practices. Midnight Mabu, tough practices. Yeah, Shout out Wazoo, man. No, yeah. Shout out Wazoo. And then, real quick, just because you said this, man, let's take, have a quick moment of silence for my boy, Clean. Love you, three. Mm-hmm. Miss you, man, for real. So, <clears throat> from Bellevue, Washington, come from an athletic family. When did you start playing football, bro? Uh, I think I was eight, eight, eight years old or something. Okay. Um, yeah, I started playing, and I knew I, I'd always liked football, but eight, eight years old when I started playing, I remember, like, getting put on my ass the first time, and I was like, damn, that was fun. <laughs> oh, I was like, great. Start hitting, <laughs> start hitting people back, and then eventually get good at it, and then, you know, I wrestled too. My dad was a wrestler at Wazoo, so that's what got that. me into it, and then, uh, yeah, it all took off. Did you there. wrestle at all? I, don't know I did when I was a little kid, when I was like six, seven years so, old. So, I talked to Herc about this, because, mm-hmm. you know, Herc was a, believe it or not, uh, yeah. Herc was a no, super wrestler in Hawaii, right? I wasn't on that Okay, level. okay, but did you feel like the the wrestling helps your tackling 100%. at all? 100%. It did? Okay. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, that's Straight what I feel, leg. that's what I feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so... You played your high school ball at Newport High School. Uh, you leather, you were leathered in both football and basketball. I, didn't, I remember you hooped a little bit, mm-hmm. but you didn't really used to come to the rec a lot. But I did remember that you could hoop. But I, after looking at some stats, I was like, bro, could really hoop. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, basketball, football and basketball were kind of like okay. all the way through high school until I realized I was 6'2", playing a four on the court. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I'm going to have to choose, you know, make a decision. So like my sophomore year of high school, because I was playing yeah. uh, AAU ball um, for Friends of Hoop, okay. which is like, that was fun, man. That's that's some talent. Like Zach Levine. Yeah, and, can you speak a little bit about the AAU circuit oh, right yeah. here if you can? Yeah, absolutely. So basketball in Seattle was, I mean, you just look at all the guys that are coming out recently and it's, it's crazy. It's amazing, bro. Yeah. It's so, crazy. Um, it's, it's, those are some of the best memories I had. And just like the talent difference between playing just your high school team basketball to all the best players in the, you know, exactly. or wherever, getting Real. together, being on a team and traveling the country. Went to Nationals one year in Florida, where the bubble, where the NBA was yeah. playing last year, played on those courts. Wow. Like, it was a it was a fun time. Um, definitely miss those and, and, you know, miss that team, miss those memories and everything, but cherish them forever. So so you said you played the four a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, I play football, girl. I, I play football, but I love basketball. Yeah. I love basketball. So you said you played the four. What kind of four were you? Were you was, a grinding four? Were yeah. you a finesse four? Well, I was strong for yeah. for my, like, age, yeah. I guess. So there were guys who were a lot taller than me. They were, yeah. like, some seven-footers randomly in our in our uh, conference. Mm-hmm. And so I would just obviously be the one to guard them and then just have to muscle my way through. <laughs> but um, I could hold my own down there, and I was athletic, too. So I was, was kind of like a three-four yeah. slasher. And then we had a... Um, we had like a couple bigger guys, you know, that are that were playing playing the five. Yeah, y'all was pretty sweet then. You said that your we team was okay. pretty sweet. We went, we sweet. took, we took uh, sixth place in the state my senior year. Which that's was, solid. Yeah. That's, you know, that's solid. That's solid. <laughs> we went to Tacoma Dome and everything, so yeah. that was fun. But that's over though. So, how was your overall experience socially and athletically there? So you just touched on the basketball a little bit. Um, I know Newport is is a, a one of the better schools around the around the area. So how was it just socially, athletically there, like? 
how, what was the vibe at Newport? It's definitely an academic school. Okay. So my like going to Newport, like my freshman year, um, we weren't very good at basketball. We weren't very good at football. Um, Sound like Wazoo. Yeah, no, it was. It's it's kind of a similar thing, honestly, because it was like some culture that needed changing. Um, we had athletes, but the coaching wasn't great, and then. Um, we had some coaching changes, and then things started kind of to swing up a little bit. And then um, football-wise, uh, we would like go to state. We'd make it, you know, yeah. first couple rounds, and then we kind of we kind of fall off. But we weren't the biggest team, so we kind of relied on it. We were in the wishbone. Wishbone, and you was the Q. You <laughs> rushed for. I seen that you rushed for like, what's like twelve hundred or so. Yeah, year. I was like, what the. Fuck? Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Just having the ball in your hands on every play. That was, that was right. definitely fun. So, <clears throat> you dominated. Both sports, two-sport athlete. Um, senior year come around, you did what you had to do. You had them colleges calling you. I know that your dad is an alumni. Mom alumni, too, from Wazoo? Yeah. So parents are alumni. Mm-hmm. Is that the main reason why you chose Wazoo, to kind of follow that Dotson lineage? Or is kind of like, Leach recruited me, I'm a Q, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> it, kind of it was a combination, I'd say. But, um, yeah, obviously grew up a Coop, a yeah. Coop fan. And... Um, Parents went there. Two older sisters went there. Mm-hmm. For me, actually, though, I was committed to. It's crazy how this story goes. I was committed to the University of Nevada to play quarterback, run the pistol offense, and you know try and be the next Colin Kaepernick <laughs> under Nick Rolovich. Bro, bro, but that would have been such right? a good marriage with you, bro. Like so, the film I saw of you when you was at uh, Newport. Right. It would have. It would have meshed. Pistol, it would have right? meshed. Yeah. It yeah. would have meshed. So Nick Rolovich was the. <laughs> quarterback coach OC oh, at Reno and that's oh, he's shit. the big reason why I committed there man like oh, man. I was so excited to play for Rolo and obviously Chris Alt the, yeah. the head coach who's a legend down there and invented the pistol yeah I actually took an official visit down there yeah. when I was in Juco and they they run a tight ship I didn't like the fact that they don't have muscle milk or core power they drink chocolate fucking milk people I don't so, remember that uh, you don't remember that <laughs> look I remember I took a visit because he's a little younger than me I took a visit in 20, uh, 2012 to Nevada and they had a Scott, like they had a receiver coach. Like his last name was like his name was like Scott Bermatarney or something, something, something like Bum that. Baumgartner. Baumgartner. There you go, Baumgartner. Yes. So I took the something visit like and like they're showing me the weight room and show. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> and this after I took the Wazoo visit. So you know, Wazoo had the milk, muscle milk, core power. You know, it's packed well. <laughs> I go there. Cause I'm about, oh yeah, we don't believe in none of that stuff. We drink oh, chocolate man. milk. I'm like. So that was your that was elementary your school lunch. That was the push for you. Was it, was the oh push. no, I mean it wasn't the push. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm pretty sure I chose Wazoo the same reason you chose Wazoo right. because of D1. D1. I mean, like Pac-12, Pac-12, Pac-12. So yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> Coach Alt retired kind of out of the blue. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it was either Wazoo or Nevada, but Wazoo wanted me as an athlete, so mm-hmm. they could, you know, say I could play quarterback and then move me over to somewhere else. <laughs> Man, you know, you know, I got a question about that shit. So. <laughs> you come, you come to Wazoo, and me. So I was there. So basically, your class was basically kind of like my class. Cause even right. though I'm a JUCO guy, I came in with you, right. with Maul, with Luke, with the boys, with the the true guys that changed the programs. Right. The, the Luke Fox, the Jamal Morrows, the Isaac Dodsons, Frankie Louvus. Who else in your class? You had some ballers in your class, our class. Mm-hmm. So when the first time I'm coming there. When ID comes, I've already been there for a couple months um, through spring. So ID comes, they saying that we got this rushing QB coming. And, you know, just me hearing some of the older guys, they're like, no way he's going to play QB. Like, mm-hmm. I believe, like, Cole Madison was trying to play tight end. Right. Or he came to next year. He was. No, was this year, he was trying to play tight end. Yeah. And people was like, Big no line. way he's playing quarterback and no way he's right. playing tight end. Yeah, seven on sevens. They were always <laughs> Well, what really got me, and he's a big reason I went there, too, is Coach, <laughs> Coach Mastro. Was oh, yeah. There. 
So he he was a big part of the recruiting process because he was at Nevada. Nevada, yeah. Right? So he was the running backs coach in Nevada. And then uh, when I came to Wazoo, they you know sat me in the the office with yeah. seven coaches surrounding me. Said we're gonna change, you know, like we're gonna start running a little bit of uh, the read option, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Alicia's just sitting there. The Alicia's like, I'm not saying. It's like I don't know about that, yes. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that that kind of got me. So yeah. sure enough, first you know few days of camp, five yeah. days, I was at quarterback, and then I realized I was just standing there the whole time like this, and I was like, this is kind of this is not the read option. That's for yeah. sure. And then Coach Yost pulled me inside. He was like, hey, you could get on the field as a freshman if you switch to defense. And I was like. All right, and I ended up doing that. It was man. cool, yeah. So. Man, it would have been cool to see you in, like, a RPO system, mm-hmm. though, right? That would have been a uh, cool thing. Were you pissed at all, though, when they made the change, or was it kind of like, fuck it, you seen it coming? Well, they told me, they were like, you can stay at quarterback if you want to, but you probably won't see because Halliday was balling. Mm-hmm. Like, Luke was there. He wasn't Luke Falk yet, mm-hmm. right? But um, Brugman Brug- was there. <laughs> uh, he wasn't. Brugman. He, he was. He was the the touted guy, of course. Mm-hmm. So there were like a few. Apodaca was there. Yeah, like Apodaca. there were a few guys that mm-hmm. were there. I want to say kind of obviously there right. was kind of backup back then. It was Papadakis. Yeah, it was Papadakis. Yeah. And so there were guys ahead, and that, that were they already knew the system mm-hmm. and were doing everything. So they're like, you could learn the system from a defensive standpoint. You could do everything yeah. over here and get on the field earlier, and uh, or you could stay a quarterback. But it's gonna be a while before you mm-hmm. even you know get your shot or whatever. But I, one thing I could say the benefit of you, bro, is like literally anytime I'm on the field with Isaac, I knew what the fuck I was gonna do. <laughs> like, and I I tell people that all the time. Like people would say like, you know, Isaac wasn't the most fastest guy, right? But his intellect, he knew the game so well that, yeah, somebody probably was faster than him, but he's going to make the play faster because he knows what the fuck right. is going and on. And you know why? It's because when I moved to defense, I was a strong safety. Yeah. And then two weeks later, somebody got hurt. I was a free safety. Yeah. And then the next year, I was a nickel. And then, and then I was a will. And then I was a Mike. Right. So I literally played every... There was a spring where I played rush because we were down to... I was playing edge rusher, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. So I played every position on that defense oh, pretty man. much. And so I knew it like the back of my hand. So if anybody didn't know anything on the field, they just look at me. And I'd be like, boom, 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 boom. Man, traffic. You know, but, you know, sad to say, and I know guys that's burdened with that kind of annoyed with it, but it's like you need those guys on the football feel right mm-hmm. you need the bobby wagner's for seattle you need the tyron matthews for the chiefs them guys that you know that just knows the system inside and out and can tell a buck linebacker a dumbass ivan number three mcclain like i fuck you dropping this auto don't rush you know what i'm saying i think i think a lot of that too just came from me i was a quarterback so yeah. i still had a lot of that like signal color exactly thing in me, so. that assertiveness right yeah, like yeah. when you talk you know when you talk people listen right. you know what i'm saying and you know and that's a special gift because you know your voice means something. That's why I think that you probably do what you do now. It's because mm-hmm. when you have a strong voice, and it, and if people is are people are attracted to strong voices, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, male or female, if somebody's speaking, you know, strong and powerful and and, and convincing, you're gonna be attracted course, to that. Yeah, you know, um, you spoke about your injuries, the concussions. Um, I believe you had a growing before when you was there too, right? Dude, yeah. I had. I'm yeah. 20, just turned 26 and I've already had three hip surgeries. Yeah, so hips. There you go. The hips. The hip surgeries and stuff like that. But you still was able to establish yourself. Oh, Ooh. snaps. Uh, that's Shania Twain. Oh, no, I'm, uh, nah. <laughs> nah, I just, man, I just seen some funny shit. Shout out Desi Banks, man. If you ain't seen his Instagram, go check it out. So, yeah, like, so even though with all those energies, bro, you still establish yourself as one of the guys at Wazoo. Like, from our run there, we could say, like, okay, ID was one of the guys, right? So, you played in four bowl games at Wazoo. You made a lot of plays, a lot of tackles. 
had a lot of big moments. What was your favorite moment at Wazoo? My favorite moment, mm -hmm. um, probably when we smacked Stanford at Stanford. Christian McCaffrey had like 30 yards or something oh. and quit at halftime. Oh, I remember. Left that game. the game. This was your senior year, right? This was my or junior. junior year. That's when y'all was wearing the white. Right. The white with the gray. White oh, the gray. I love those combos. Yeah. Um, I had like, I had a diving pick. I had a fumble recovery and a bunch of tackles. And like, it was just a fun game. And we smacked them. Like, smacked. we stomped them. It was such a, like, it's okay. All right, guys. So, when audience. There's different levels to winning. There's winning a game by just winning a game, and then there's winning a game by physically beating the other team up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so true. Y'all physically yeah, beat we, them boys we really up. Did. And it's supposed to be Stanford. <laughs> you know, they were the, the, the power shirt. running team. They had their local would always make fun of their shirts that said intellectual brutality. It's like, man, shut up. And so we go in there, and they had all these big ass linemen, 15 linemen, and yeah. like one running back. And, uh, you know, we. We stomped them, so that was a fun game. Man, my my single game. play, if I had to pick one, yeah. was at Rutgers. I had this hit at Rutgers. Oh, I remember that. When, um, the, what was that? It was, it was, which year was that? Was that the second year we played? 2015. My senior year, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we went to Rutgers. Yep. Oh, and yeah, uh, scary he back cut home. back and I smacked him. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that yeah. play. Man, yeah. we, did we lose that year? We came back. No, we won. We won. We ended up winning. It was crazy close. Yeah, Luke was a beast, man. So Luke took it. Hey, man, Luke, that's why I... Man, Luke Falk, the Messiah of Palouse, man, that's one guy right there I would not bet against, man. Never, that's all I got to say. Never, ever. <laughs> never, ever. So, if you can describe your college experience in one word, which word would it be and why? That's tough. My entire college experience. Your entire college experience. I would say fulfilling. Fulfilling. Because Ooh. when we got there, like we just said, it was about changing the culture, mm -hmm. right? And that's exactly what we did. We went from, it had been 10 years from since Wazoo had gone to a bowl game. Mm -hmm. And then we went to four. Like, we didn't win all of them. We got the Sun Bowl. Yeah. We got the Sun Bowl uh, ring we the could silver. wear with pride. Right? No, we got the Miami in the Sun Bowl. What was that year we got the silver ring? Oh, the, the New Mexico Bowl. Yeah. We got the damn yeah. second place ring. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, four bowl games. So, like, from the time I was a freshman to the time I was a senior, I witnessed and was part of and active in completely changing the culture. Exactly. Around, right? Like, turning it on its head. And, um, and just, it felt good to be part of that core group, like Absolutely. you said, because they weeded guys out, and to know that you stayed strong through that, and it Man. wouldn't, I, it's not like you can do that on yourself, like we had the core group of guys mm -hmm. that could do it, and stuck together and pushed each other, and, and led the rest of the guys and everything, so it was, it was fun to do. That. I mean, just speaking about that, I always look back on you, I always look back on the Peyton Pelors, yeah, right? exactly. the Luke Falks, yep. the Jamal Moros, mm -hmm. the Gabe Marks, the... You know, so many guys, River Craycrafts, yep. right? The Hercules Matafas, the guys that was really there when they were freshmen, right? Mm -hmm. Y'all boys was freshmen. Mm -hmm. And by the time y'all boys was senior, it's like, damn, Wazoo been ranked. Like, I remember, right. I think one of y'all highest rankings was like 10 or something, 18. Eight, eight, twice. Yeah, eight twice. Yeah. And Wazoo? Who, right. Wazoo, what? Like, we y'all really put the, you know, I want to say that, I want to give some love to the Cache Palacios, the Destiny of Y'all High House, and absolutely. Vince Manny's love. We, we kind of helped get y'all get y'all yeah. there, and y'all kind of, like, just right. took it over the top, right? Because those guys that you were just naming showed us what it was like to mm -hmm. actually work hard, and yeah. we're like, okay, so we got to do it like that, but we got to get everybody else on board, too. Right. And then with the coaching changes and everything, it kind of all just, all just came together. So, right. so fulfilling. Fulfilling, like you said, fulfilling. So, we got a couple quick hitters. All right, here we go. A couple quick hitters. So, top five 
NBA players of all time. What's your oh top five? God. Come on, man. I gotta, <laughs> come on, man. I gotta, I gotta bring the heat, man. Stop all playing. This is Leisure Time Podcast. Stop right. playing with yourself. We'll get you some merch. All right. Um, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Kareem. Mm-hmm. Bill Russell. Kobe Bryant. And LeBron James. LeBron James. So, so... Why, why, why is it those five per se? Like, is it a certain? Because you named all scores right. basically. So is it because they're score well, except for Bill? But right. Are they, but I mean, what? it's just the those are the guys that, like, they're just they are everything. Yeah. Right? Like scoring, you look at the numbers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's such like a tough thing, and I hate the. I mean, Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. Yeah. I have to say he's still so relevant and that I have seen so many of his games yeah. and I've watched him play and there's still yeah. documentaries being made about him and all that. Like <laughs> Scotty Pippen beef beef with him right now. I don't oh, know if y'all been true. keeping no, up with the sports meetup. that was Scotty Pippen ain't fucking with him right now. That's for TLT though, right? That's for TLT. Um but yeah, I mean Michael Jordan is just He's the GOAT. To me. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone can have their opinions. But I mean, you know, I'm from Los Angeles so I naturally I'll go with Kobe Bryant as my GOAT. But you know, if I'm not being Bias is, is Michael Jordan. Sure. Okay. All right, so game-winning touchdown drive. You need a game-winning touchdown drive for a million bucks, and you need this million bucks. I don't want to hear like, "Oh, I'm really living well." No, side street, side street no, went I mean, platinum. All right, you know, I don't hear none of that. Nope. You really want to get this million bucks, and yeah. you need to choose one of these quarterbacks to be the quarterback oh, for this game-winning drive. Easy. These are the options. Easy. Connor Holiday. Luke Falk. Gardner Minshew, Anthony Gordon, mm. or my last one was, oh, I'm not there right now. Luke Falk, Connor Holiday, Gardner Minshew, Anthony Gordon. Oh, yeah, just those four. Just those four. Those four? I was going to say Jaden Lamora, but he keep getting DUIs. Jaden, <laughs> stop doing that. Lamora, <laughs> shit. Come on. Luke Falk. 100%. Why is it Luke Falk? Because I know Luke Falk. Mm-hmm. That's one of my best friends. That's my brother. I know his mindset. I know how he operates. I know I've seen him do it yeah. so many times. So times. many times. At Rutgers, that Rutgers man. Oregon State. His first win ever, yes, Oregon State. Exactly. I remember that one. I've seen was, it happen that was so many times. It's Luke, man. Like, just knows knows the system, mm-hmm. knows everything, mm-hmm. trusts his guys, knows his personnel, is a signal caller, commander, um, and just, just gets the job done. He gets every the time, job done. Shout out Ford, man. Shout for out real. to Ford. All right, top five, last one. Top five artists of all time. Your top five oh artists of gosh. all time. Oh, my gosh. What are these questions? <laughs> top Gotta five right, artists man. of all time. Oh, man, that is crazy. Um, Michael Jackson. Okay. This is so Michael hard. Jackson. Damn, that's a, nobody ever said Michael Jackson. That's a cool one right there, Michael uh, Jackson. Why, why Michael Jackson before you just... Just for the same, like... Musically, we're speaking musically. Musically, right? obviously, you know they they love to bring the bad shit. Sure, talk music and entertainment wise, there's no one like this. I feel like ever been more influential. Uh, Aside from Tupac, but I agree. Okay, yeah, him no, and I Tupac, mean, on, on and, and Bob Marley, like global. Okay, yeah, yeah. Of okay, those so three, I'll say them three is so like the now most you're, global. Now you're reciting my list. For <laughs> yeah, my bad. No, we're good. Uh, but yeah, I would say Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I would say Bob Marley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, women. Um, oh, some, 
Someone that could blow out there. Greatest? You know? Like, greatest? greatest? So, if you, if you, I mean, honestly, bro, you're top bro. five. Like, who? who like, you said. chills. These are the artists that give, I get chills yeah. and I, like, love listening to all, like, every time. Mm. Whitney Houston. Okay. Ooh. Man, that, she has some pipes on her, bro. Yeah. Literally. Um, <laughs> I don't know if y'all got that. <laughs> Come on, bro. My bad, Whitney R.I.P. We love you, girl. We oh, love you, man. girl. Cinderella. Brand Brandy Cinderella still my favorite Cinderella movie. God damn it. Okay. Uh, so we got, we got, who do we say? You said Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson you Whitney Houston, Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Two more. I'll say Tupac. Tupac. Why Tupac, you want to say? Because of how, like, just, like, gangster he was. Man, not even real? Not even, like, just, like, gangster, like, being a gangster, but just, like, gangster. fuck you. Like, yeah, like, mentality. mentality. Exactly. Like, he didn't give a fuck. Nobody cared. Yeah. It, like, he didn't give a fuck what anybody was doing, what anybody said. He yeah. was just being him. And he's exactly. also a genius. And Coach Grinch used to always, Coach Grinch mm -hmm. used to always bring up Tupac and how, like, he grinded and how he went to school and studied music and, all you know, did all this mm -hmm. stuff. And of course, all the media is gonna show is that he's. A he was guy, a very right? educated man, yeah. bro. He was and he's and man. he was a like lyrical genius. Like made amazing music. You get chills into his stuff too. Um, so I got one more, right? One more. And no. Michael, yeah, Michael what Jackson, Whitney Houston, Bob Marley, Tupac, 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 Tupac. Shout out Gerard. Friday after next, I just saw Gerard. You know Gerard asking PT. <laughs> Forty dollars. <laughs> You're ugly. Can't be. <laughs> uh damn. Number five. Five, man. Just just knock it out, man. Knock uh, it out. Don't just say my favorite artist. Right. Cause that's why that's who I'm gonna put Ty up. Ty, Ty. For the versatility aspect. Because he's a he's on freaking like house music. Yep. He's on EDM. He's yep. on he's his his first album, like uh um, not the mixtapes, the uh, free TC. Like oh yeah, free TC. R and B, yeah. like crazy. He's a rapper. He's yep. a, he's producing all this crazy stuff. Like he's a musician, like all encompassing music musician. Yep. And that's like what I want to be. And that's Absolutely. why I like to do everything. Like from picking up the guitar, playing the guitar, to making the beat, to singing, mm -hmm. to writing the lyrics, to singing, to mixing everything and mastering it. And, Distributing See, it and marketing that's it. That's art. That's, that's fucking art. That's bro. what I consider that's like art, a musician, bro. you know. That's and then art, once you bro. get to a scale where you can't do it all yourself, obviously that's when you bring on other people. Exactly, man. man. Well, say those are my top five. Do you have it, folks? The Side Street interview, man. For easy podcast access and exclusive merch, go to theleisuretimepodcast.com. The Side Street EP is out now. Mm -hmm. ID, tell them where they can get it at. Go stream it everywhere you can possibly listen to music. The Side Street EP. Follow me on Instagram, Side Street with two eyes. Uh, and yeah, we got a lot more on the way. So appreciate you. All right, then. We're going to end this episode with something special. We're going to play two tracks from the Side Track EP. I mean, Side Street EP. I there said Side go. Track. Goddamn Star Trek. Starlight. Nah, but we got two tracks, man. Thank you for tuning in. Episode 26. My brother, Side Street. And I ain't really here to get on one knee. I know you want someone. For the long run, I'm afraid I gotta decline, yeah. You keep on looking for the one in your free time. And I got what you need in the meantime. Yeah. Baby, I got what you need in the meantime. Yeah, Shadi, I got what you need in the meantime. Yeah, keep on looking for the one in your free time. And let me feel that in between time. Girl, I got what you need in the meantime.
meantime Cause I know you out here looking for the one And I'm just trying to have a little fun I'm thinking maybe we could roll with it Baby, we could let it run And we ain't got a rush to jump the gun Guarantee you never met a man to do the things that I could do Just gotta know that I don't plan to tie the knot with you Just keeping it a hundred But I still give you what you wanted Holla at me when you need a man in your life Know the man in the fights I could put you in some diamonds at a dance in the light Lay it on your girl, I had you in a trance in the night Down to how you be my shorty, but you can't be my wife But what you need in the meantime You do your soulmate searching in your free time We spend a whole day flirting and we rewind Promise it's okay, baby, you gon' be fine Girl, you know I got a thing for you I promise I'll be there when you call on me But I ain't got no ring for you, no And I ain't really here to get on one knee I know you want someone For the long run, I'm afraid I gotta decline, yeah you Keep on looking for the one in your free time And I got what you need in the meantime, yeah Baby, I got what you need in the meantime, oh yeah Shawty, I got what you need in the meantime Let me feel that in between time Girl, I got what you need in the meantime I got what you need for a minute Ain't got energy to be spending Wasting hella time on my line while you tripping I just been on me time Is that something you think you can handle? Can't have pictures of me on your mantle Baby, fucking with me is a gamble Ain't no special attentions Don't add me no mentions My heart just went missing You'll be fine You're the one I fuck with in between time I'm just trying to ride and get in me I promise I'll be there when you call on me But I ain't got no ring for you, no And I ain't really here to get on one knee I know you want someone For the long run, I'm afraid I gotta decline, yeah and Keep on looking for the one in your free time And I got what you need in the meantime, yeah Baby, I got what you need in the meantime, oh yeah Shawty, I got what you need in the meantime Yeah. Keep on looking for the one in your free time And let me feel that in between time Girl, I got what you need in the meantime Encounter with one of my bros They told me I'm gifted and nobody knows He said I should drop and quit sitting on gold He promised to pull up to one of my shows He tried to me that but I told him to hold And see how you love me when shit going cold Let him in, it's amazing we just getting settled in I've been counting on people I'm better than That be caught up in shit I don't meddle in Keep it tight like a Burberry, let him in Got hands for a hater like Edelman I've been singing this shit like a gentleman So I guess I'm the pot in the kettle then A Jacqueline Hyde Man, look in his eye, he losing his mind No hitching the ride They down for the count, he dudes in a bind That kid gonna fly He taking his time, he choosing his line Improving his grind Yeah And I know they upset Watching me break this bread, they ain't seen nothing yet. And I could wish them dead, but I know how that get. 
So I pray for him instead I'm not the type they gon' fall Got more pride in me the most I came from below Always stand ten toes I hustle all a nigga know It's in my soul Ain't no question that I'm next No, I'm different from the rest I don't need a flex I was destined for the shit Niggas see me as a threat Niggas praying on my downfall When they try to knock me out, just stand tall When it's crunch time, hear that cash call For the ninjas, I'ma get the hand off Remember I was working, I ain't get no bread Slept on the floor, barely making a rent Money and power, it give you respect And the baddest of hoes only fuck with the best And I know they upset They see that I'm blessed I made them regret They see I'm on Hit it, it's sure they ain't freaky Kid on her knees right as soon as she see me Honey made 90% of hoes easy Bet she gon' do anything just to kick And I know they upset Watching me break this bread They ain't seen nothing yet And I could wish them dead But I know how that get So I pray for them instead 